Hey everyone, it's Pastor Eddie from River of Life. Just want to say thank you for joining us on our podcast. Now let's get ready to hear a word from the Lord today. What does God want to speak to our hearts today? So come on, open your Bibles, open your hearts, and let's get into the Word. Hebrews 12 uh, is really where uh, I've been studying. Hebrews 11, I've been, I want to talk about faith, and then I begin to read. And uh, So let's just look at this scripture. Hebrews chapter 12, it's on the screen. Um, verses 1 through 3, he says, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily entangles us or ensnares us. There's weights and there's sins that can entangle us and snare and trip us up when it comes to running our race. The writer is saying this, and... um, he says it can happen to all of us, so let's do this. Now, let's, this is the verse I want to focus on. Fixing our eyes, I love the NIV version of this, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. The author, the one who started this thing in you, and the finisher. He's the one that comes along when we're renovating the building. We had workers that could frame, that could do demolition. Everyone was doing the demolition. Uh, and then we had some finishers that come along and can do drywall really good and painting really good. Remember that? And if you are not anointed to paint, we ask not to paint. Amen. And so, and so by the way, this weekend, uh, last year, was our grand opening weekend. Amen. Isn't that something? And pictures were coming up all weekend on my Facebook timeline reminding us of that time. And uh, amen. We've made it. We're going to have another one just to make the devil mad. We're going to have another grand opening. Amen. And we're going to do it. And this time the cafe is open and all that else is finished, but uh, amen. But he is the, Jesus is the finisher of our faith. Consider him who endured, listen to the writer, he says, consider what Jesus had to endure. He endured much opposition from sinners. Do this, fix your focus, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Do not do this, and notice what he says, or you will grow weary and lose heart. Do you feel like you're growing weary and maybe you're discouraged? This scripture says that whenever we do that, it's because our focus is coming off of Jesus. And he's not being preachy because look at what he says, for our eyes. The writer of Hebrews includes himself in this instruction. Therefore... Uh, Let us throw aside every weight and the sin that so easily entangles us, fixing our eyes back on Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. So my message today is just simply fix your focus. let's, Let's fix our focus back on our faith, back on the author and the finisher of our faith. Yeah, we're in this series, or a little, want to call it that, for the next couple of weeks, I wanted to talk about um, prayers that, God, that get God's attention. That was really the, the schedule for this couple of weeks. I think it's important uh, that, we, that we pray and we start the year off seeking God. And so we got to learn how to pray. We got to learn. So I looked into the Bible and I found prayers that people prayed that got God's attention. And so that's what we've been talking about. And last week we learned to pray according to His will. Amen? To pray according to his will. The scripture says whenever we pray according to his will, 
he hears us. Uh, and so not only do you need to pray according to his will, but this week I wanted to talk about you have to pray with faith. So the prayer of faith is what the title of this message is. Uh, but, and I still want to talk about that, but Matt, come on, bring this thing out. But I've changed this message three times this week. It's been a very interesting week, amen, hasn't it? And um, I just said, God, what do you want me to share? That's good, brother, thank you. What do you want me to share? This thing looks so big in our conference room. But when you get it out here, can you hope you can see online really good uh, because I, I want you to see this. I'm just gonna share this from my heart today and um, do the best we can. I want you to see this. Go over to Mark chapter nine. Go over to Mark chapter 9, and really I done gave you the message. The message is to fix our focus um, back on our faith, and our faith is in Jesus. You see, the, the problem isn't getting faith. That's not really the problem. The scripture says in Romans 12 that everyone has received a measure of faith, that God has given us a measure of faith. And you build on that faith. How? How do you get more faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. We know that without faith, it's impossible to please God. And anyone that comes to God must, number one, believe that he is God. And secondly, believe that he is a what? A rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Okay, that's faith. We need to come to God with faith. You just, just don't shoot a prayer up. Uh, you got to have faith in that prayer. It's the prayer of faith that will save the sick, James says. It's, the, it's to have faith in our prayers. And, but the problem isn't, isn't really getting faith. you got faith. It's the problem is, is keeping your faith in the right place. Let me be honest with you. That's the problem. Is keeping your faith in the right place. That's our problem especially in 2020 and what seems to be a little bit of 2021, that everything is after our faith. The enemy is after your faith. Peter said, Jesus said to Peter, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. He, what was he after? He was after his faith. What was Satan after with Job? He said, I want to I get him to quit believing in you, God. So right now he's being blessed. That's why he believes in you. But let me, let me shake his life. Let, let, me, let me shake what he's been comfortable at. Let me get him out of his comfortable zone and see if he will what still believe in you. The enemy is after your faith. Come on, tell the person next day he's after your faith. Amen. That's, the Bible says he goes back like a roaring lion seeking he, whom he may devour. What's he after? He's after your faith. That's why Paul the apostle at the end of his life, he said, I have kept the faith. He said, I might have lost some friends, I might have lost some battles, I might have lost some things in my life, but I kept the faith. I got my faith in him. Because that is what is important. Peter, when he's walking on the water, he's doing it, he's walking on water. He began to sink, not when he got sin in his life. It wasn't a sin thing for Peter. Peter didn't, you know, fall into some sort of a, sexual sin or a perversion when he's walking on the water but he began to sink when he did what when he took his focus off jesus am i preaching today when he took his his focus off of jesus and jesus came to him and rebuked him for having little faith little faith because he had what, what do you mean he had little faith he got on the water yeah he got on the water but he didn't last and and so 
I, well, biggest thing for me as a pastor is to try to keep us as a church and as a people of God moving forward in faith and not in fear. There's so much fear in our country today, and many people are disturbed and discouraged, and Hebrews told us that it's because we, are, we need to fix our faith back on the author and the finisher of our faith. So, so rather than talk about making prayers of faith, I just feel led today to remind us to keep our eyes, to fix our focus. Because what you're focused on, the most, the, the most strongest thought in your mind will determine the course of where you're going. The Bible says, so as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. What was that scripture? As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Whatever you're focused in on life, that's where you're going to end up going. Your mindset will determine your destiny. So Philippians tells us to put your mind on him. Jesus, when Peter was sinking, said, get your mind back on me. Hebrews chapter 11, those verses I quoted in the beginning about having faith, without it it's impossible, please God. You go through that whole chapter and it tells us that, that Abel offered up, he worshiped uh, God by faith, that Noah built the ark by faith. Everything was by faith. And then you get to chapter 12 and he says, therefore, let's throw aside every weight and every distraction and anything that has distracted us. 2020, uh, the elections what has happened this week, the, the riots, the storm in the capitals, and, and, and this person and that person, and oh my gosh, what's going to happen? we got a new administration. What's going to happen? we got all of these things that are pulling from our focus on Jesus. And regardless of who is in the White House, the mission and the purpose for your life has not changed at all. At all. It, will, it hasn't been affected. Tell the early church when they were under oppression by Rome. Tell them in World War I, World War II, when Adolf Hitler was killing over a six million Jews. Tell people that it, that it mattered on who was in uh, power if you were going to keep believing or not. They would tell you, no, it's not true. They survived it. They made it all throughout history. Why? Because they've kept their eyes on God. They kept their eyes on Jesus, the, the author of our faith. Mark chapter 9. I don't have time, but read the whole chapter. Given homework today. Read that whole chapter. And it's really, really good. I want to pull a couple of things out real quick. This is called the, the Transfiguration, the story of the, mount, the mountain of transfiguration, Bible students. Those of you that are in your word, this is the place uh, where Jesus revealed what he really looks like in his uh, divine form to these three apostles. Verse 2. Now, after uh, six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, underline that, Peter, James, and John, and led them up on a high mountain apart by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. He, he was transfigured. That's the Greek word uh, metamorphosis, where we get metamorphosis from, changed into. Jesus, he revealed himself in a new way to these three. And there's a physical application, there's a spiritual uh, parallel to this, and it's simply this. The, the closer you get to Jesus, notice he took him up on a high mountain. The, the more you grow in your faith and the more you keep your focus on Jesus, uh, the more he will reveal himself to you in different ways. Yes. 
He, he will show you in 1997 my first revelation as he was my savior. He saved me and washed me clean of all of my sin, all of my problems. He also revealed himself to me as my deliverer. He delivered me from drugs, from alcohol, and he set me on fire. But in February, he revealed himself to me as the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. And then he, then he revealed himself to me as the bread of life. You see where I'm going with this. The longer you stay with Jesus, the more different uh, sides of Jesus, the more different things he becomes to you. The, the closer you come. What did he tell Moses? He said, Moses, go and tell Pharaoh to set my people free. And he said, who do I say you are? We got names for all of these different gods. Who do I tell Pharaoh that you are? What did he say? He says, you go tell him I am the great I am. I am whatever you need. Come on, somebody. Uh, if you need a healing, I'm your healer. If you need saved, I'm your savior. If you need a miracle, I'm your miracle maker. If you need a door open, I'm the door opener. I'm the good shepherd. I'm the doorway. You follow what I'm saying? I am the I am. And here these three followed Jesus up on a hill. I want, want to show you this. Uh, hopefully the cameras can, can pick it up really good. You need to share this on Facebook if you're watching. Really, this is so important that you get this. Hope you can see it. If not, I'll have to do it again in person. Amen. I don't know. But uh, this is what I want you to see. During Jesus' time, I got plenty of time. Man, I just made my day. Okay. Hope you can see this. I'm going to draw a big circle here to illustrate something. During Jesus' day, there were different kinds of people that followed his ministry everywhere he went. They're, they're mentioned all in the scripture. So this first circle, we're going to call them the crowd. Everybody say crowd. This is the crowd. They're, they're mentioned in scripture the most. They're mentioned in scripture the most, and they did the very least. They're, they're always everywhere Jesus went. When Jesus was doing the fishes and the loaves, they were there. Uh, they're, they're very fickle. They're, very, they're the ones that uh, worshipped him with palm branches on Palm Sunday. Hosanna, Hosanna to the highest. I love you, Jesus. You're the Messiah. I'm going to worship you forever. And they're pulling branches down out of trees, taking their garments off of their... I mean, they're radical worshipers, amen? Remember, I mean, they had the banners out, amen? And that's all fine. That is all good. That's these people. One week later, the same people were yelling in, in the capital of Jerusalem, crucify him, crucify him. You see that? You see how, see how quick they went from he's my Jesus to he ain't my Jesus. This is the crowd. They're mentioned the most. Okay. Then you have another group of people that's mentioned in scripture. Uh, these are called the 70. Everybody say the 70. The 70. These were the, the they're considered disciples. They're followers of Christ. They would go uh, out two by two into the cities and the highways and byways. They would, they would participate in community events. They would participate in big things and getting involved in ministry, uh, you know, things like that. But they also would mix in with the crowd a lot. In John chapter 6, easy scripture to remember, John 6, 6, 6. It's one of the saddest scriptures in the New Testament. The Bible says when Jesus began to teach hard teaching and he began to get in their face and talk about picking up your cross and denying yourself and are you really for me and putting me first, the Bible says, and many of his disciples left him and followed him no more. That's the 70. They're only mentioned twice in scripture. They had a little bit of fruit, a little bit of participation. You can also look at this, honestly, as levels of where you are. 
It doesn't have to always be that way. Sometimes people will grow, you know, you will grow from the crowd to the, to the 70. And I hope 2021 will be one of them years that we will go. And here's the other group here. This is the 12. Everybody say 12. These are the disciples of Christ, the followers of Jesus Christ. This is, this is where we all are supposed to be. These are the ones that forsook everything to follow. When that crowd of 70 left them in John chapter 6, I love it because Jesus didn't chase them down and say, I'm sorry, I, 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 I'll, I'll water down my message. I'll, 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 come, on, come on back. I, I mean, I'm sorry. He didn't do that. He didn't even chase them at all. Your Bible says he turned right to the 12 and said, are you going to leave me too? And Peter spoke up and he said, Lord, where else can I go? Here's the key point. For we have believed and now we know that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. So th what I'm getting to you today is there's a difference between being a 70 to the 12 and it comes from not only believing in Jesus, but knowing Jesus. Knowing Jesus. These are the ones that, you know, they... they Volunteer at your church. These are, these are tithers. These are faithful servants. This is us, where we're supposed to be. They're not perfect. I mean, no, the disciples weren't perfect. One, we even lost one of them. Because Jesus didn't do what he thought Jesus should do. And that is overthrow Rome, get rid of that government, and make their government the one and only government. That's exactly why Judas left Jesus. I'm not saying we're not, we're not supposed to do our part in, 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 in our... In the political realm, we are. Vote. Let your voice be heard. But then give it to God and move forward with his kingdom. Judas got hung up on that, and, and he left, and he couldn't do that. But this is the 12. But in our scripture today, I want to show you this. There is another group that followed Jesus, and these are the three. Everybody say three. This is the three that kind of came out from the 12, the Peter, James, and John. They went up on the hill with Jesus. Where was the rest of them? These are the three that was present when uh, Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law. These are the three that was present when he healed the little girl. These are the three, I mean, you find this little theme where the disciples were there arguing over who's the greatest, right? Uh, they're wanting to know, they're arguing over that, over who's going to rule over more in the millennial kingdom, and they're doing this. These three were the ones that, that in, the, in the final hours of Jesus, uh, the disciples were praying in the garden, but these three went to another level of prayer. They went a little closer with Jesus and began to pray in that circle. And then I want to submit to you, I believe there's one, there's another, there's yet another inner circle for, for us today. This would be John. This is my personal belief that John was in a class of his own. He's called John the Beloved. He, he, he is the one that laid his head on Jesus' chest. In fact, he was so close to Jesus that Peter, being one of the three, had a question to ask Jesus, but instead of going to him himself, he said, the Bible says he looked at John and said, John, won't you ask him for me? How many know you got some people in your life who you know you ain't going to pray if you got a need? You, you, gotta pray, you got some other folk in your life that if you can't get a hold of nobody else, I guess they're going to do. But there's some folks in your life that you know you're going to go to when there's a real problem. But when there's a real serious crisis hitting your family, how many know there's the list gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller? And then there's that one that you know that you won't tell nobody nothing what's going on except for that one. Here's my point today, River of Life, people watching. Everybody listening to me right now is in one of these circles. 
I don't care if you're not even a believer. You've never been in the, I don't know where you are. Every single one of us is on one of these levels. I want to tell you today, let's fix our focus back on Jesus and get to the place to be to where we want to be right in the center of his will in every area of our life. These three, by the way, are the only three mentioned in the book of Acts out of the original 12. They went on to become leaders. They went on to become, to really make a difference and do what it was called. The rest of them made it except for Judas. All of them uh, played an awesome part in getting the word out everywhere. But in the book of Acts, there's only that, those three. I want you to see as you read this chapter, these three with Jesus, they come down from the mountain and they find the rest of the disciples kind of mixed in with the crowd. And these guys are struggling in prayer of not even getting their prayer answered. So you got these three up on the mountain of God, uh, communion with God, communing with God. They, they, they are seeing, I mean, Moses appeared, Elijah appeared, Jesus, they saw Jesus in a new way like they've never seen before. I mean, they're having church. They come down out of the mountain and they got this little boy who was demon-possessed who they can't even get deliverance for him. This poor family has come to bring their boy to Jesus uh, or to the disciples to get healed and they could not even do it. They're struggling they can't get their prayers answered. And so Jesus and these three come right down into the, into the chaos. And as you read through the, through the story there, it says that in verse 18 that the evil spirit would actually take this boy and seize this boy. And I was reading this, and, and I do want you to know this, and you can write it down, but it's, it's, it's a fact that the enemy does have power. The enemy does have power. The Bible says that the spirit would seize this little boy and, and throw him down and convulse him and, and would just control him. So the enemy does have power. There, there, there is power uh, in sin. There is power in, in this broken world. There is. Jesus says whoever commits sin will become a slave to that sin. It has a power. Paul said it like this. All things are lawful for me. But not all things are beneficial, for I will not come under the power of any. Why? Because I like being here. And yeah, it may, it may be okay if you want to do this. It may be okay if you want to do that. But I'll tell you what, it's not beneficial because I like spending time and seeing Jesus like I've never seen him before. I like seeing Jesus like no one else has ever seen him. And if I participate in them things, next thing you know, I'm going to find myself in the crowd. And I wonder after having 2020 in 2021, that some of us have left the circle and now we don't even know where we are. We're out here like these, can't even get a simple prayer answer, can't even get a little boy healed. And it's like the world is looking to the church like this poor man did. He brought his family to the church and, and the Bible says he came. And what does it say there in, in verse 18, the last few words? I spoke to your disciples, and they, but they could not cast it out. I just wonder, are we getting to the place where we're no longer able to meet the needs of the people? Jesus got mad and he rebuked them. This is the same thing with Moses and Aaron and Joshua in the Old Testament. God said to Moses, you get Aaron and come on up to me. I'm going to reveal myself on top of the mountain. The Bible says in the next verse, a few verses later, and Moses was up there while Aaron stayed down with the people. 
he stayed down with the people, and then he said to the folks, hey, I don't know what's happening to Moses. I can't hear from God. I don't know what kind of a year 2020 was. I'm tired of waiting on God and seeking him. Let's just make this, bring, bring me your gold and your silver, and we will make this calf, and we will call this thing our God. And as they begin to worship this thing, what got me is Moses and Joshua came down from the mountain. And young Joshua, the Bible says, went halfway up the mountain. Joshua went halfway up the mountain. Moses went to the top of the mountain. They're coming down, and Joshua goes, hey, Moses, I hear, I hear the sound of war in the camp. I, I hear the sound of spiritual warfare in the camp. I hear some prophets prophesying that this is what's going to happen for 2021. And the, Moses said, Joshua, that's not the sound of war. That's the sound of flesh. Why did he know? And Joshua didn't. Because Moses was up at the top and Joshua was halfway. This is so good. So, so it's, not, it's, it's not to make us feel bad. Remember, let us, let us throw aside every weight and sin. Let us fix our focus. What are you saying, Pastor Eddie? Let's fix our focus. Because God's calling us for 2021 to do something that I don't believe other, other churches are called to do. They have their own mission. I bless them. I'm a part. Hey, we're all part of the same kingdom. But I'm responsible for what this ministry is going to do. And you're responsible for what the gifts God has given you. I've been seeking God this week of prayer and fasting. You know what? There's a lot of gifted people in our church. I thank God for this church. I may not be able to sing the best. I may not be able to do the only things, but here's what God told me. He said, hey, but you are the only one responsible for that church. And so when I was seeking God on this message today, this is what he gave me. And so let's take it and do something with it. So the enemy, let's get back to the story because we're going to close. The enemy does has power. Now, if you're joining us online or you're new to the faith and you're here and you're reading about this demon-possessed boy and he's mute, he's got a mute spirit, and you're like, whoa, what is that? And, you know, I want you to know that First of all, angels and demons are very real. The supernatural world is very real. I spent a whole series on it this time last year, preaching about it, that supernatural angels and demons are very real. Um, but also you'll find in Scripture that not every disease is a literal demon, okay? If you got a headache, that don't mean Satan himself has in, 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 got in you or, or you're, you get sick or your kid gets sick. Now, maybe that teenager, <laughs> you never know. And, uh, but anyway, it, it's not always. Remember, there was a boy that was blind, and they came to Jesus, and they said, Jesus, this boy is born blind. Is it because of a spirit or is it because of a sin? And Jesus said, it's neither. It's be, he's that way because of the fallenness of this world and so that someone that can get into the circle with God can see the reveal, the power and the faith of God can go up and heal that boy and God will get the glory. I'm preaching this because I'm believing in 2021 we're going to have such an opportunity to minister to so many people because there's so many people that are hurting, mental health, physical discipline, all kinds of things. Many have left the circle and gone all back over here and picked up some old habits and now they need deliverance and all got themselves in a mess. And I'm saying that they're going to start coming like this family came to his disciples, but they're not going to be able to do anything. We ain't going to do anything unless we get back up there to the top of the mountain with God. That's my message. That's where I'm going. But this particular boy, it actually was a spirit. It was an evil spirit. 
And I would say this, the problem that we have in America is a spiritual problem. It always has been a spiritual problem. When we begin to leave our pursuing our faith as Jesus Christ, when we found the country was founded on Judeo-Christian values and, and, and a place to worship God, and we've gotten way, way away from that. That's why no politician or no policy is going to fix us because it's a heart problem. Policies don't fix the heart. Only the Spirit of God will. They matter. They're important. It makes it easier to minister the gospel when you've got legislation and laws that are complementing your faith. But for most of the world's history, the church of Jesus Christ has always been the minority. Except here in America. we got to get used to it. It may be something. The Bible prophesies in the last days, difficult days will come. It also says in the last days, many will depart from the faith. Giving heed to seducing spirits. So I'm saying, let's fix our faith. The man came to Jesus and said to Jesus, I brought my, my need to the church. I brought my need to the disciples, and they couldn't cure him. And Jesus looked at the man, and he said, if you can only believe, all things are possible. We know that, right? He knew that. And the disciples came to him later, and they said, how come we couldn't deliver that boy? And he said, it's because this one only comes out by prayer and fasting. What he was saying, he wasn't giving us, we make it a, 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 um, like an ingredient, like a magic potion to pray and fast. Now God has to do what we got to do, what we're putting before him. That's not what Jesus was saying at all. He even looked at the man when he said, just believe. And I'm telling you, just believe for greater things. But I love it, the man spoke up. And it's the only place in scripture where he looked at Jesus and he said, Jesus, I believe, but help my unbelief. I believe, but Jesus, I've seen some stuff this week, and I hear some things, and I don't know what to believe. I mean, people that I, you know, thought was rock solid, done this and said this, and they're behaving like this. I mean, everyone's going, this is crazy. What do I, help me, help me overcome my unbelief. And Jesus didn't rebuke him for that. He just looked at him, and he said, he said, fix your focus. And then he looked at the boy and he said, deaf and dumb spirit, come out of him. You know what I love about this story is as the, as the boy is getting closer to Jesus, I think it's in verse 20. The Bible says, as they brought the boy closer to Jesus, he began to grow more and more violent and come false, worse than ever, threw himself to the ground. What is that? The enemy always gets the toughest and acts the hardest right before the blessing and the deliverance comes. Please hear me today. The enemy always fights the hardest right before God's miracle and his blessing comes. Some of you are right there. The children of Israel was getting ready to come out. So Pharaoh hardened his heart. And God began to go and the nine plagues hit. And why? Because God was getting ready to deliver his people out of Egypt. And the enemy knew it. And that is Pharaoh. And he began to put more work on the uh, Israelites and, and fight against God the hardest. All the way to the firstborn child was taken. 
The enemy will always fight the hardest right before the blessing comes. That's where I think we are. We got a moment of time here to really reach out to people and get people to fix their focus on Jesus. Praying a prayer of faith, that's the kind of prayer that gets God's attention. But it gets God's attention when we're in this place. When we're in this place. Some of us have been playing too many games. Some of us have been watching way, way more news. If you look at your news time and your devotional time, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm just trying to make you real and look at it. It is so disproportionate. Me too, I, at a time in my life. I've never battled anxiety but once in my life. But I felt it coming. I'm not that type of person. What's happening? I had to fix my focus. Though the mountains fall in the sea and the rains withhold, the clouds withhold its rain, I'm still going to worship him. <laughs> and the last thing he said, come on, worship team, as you come, I'm going to want to close this out. What he just said there is that the enemy began to fight the greatest right before Jesus brought healing. But this whole story is that Jesus looked at his disciples and he said, praying and fasting. Not that it's a magic, magical uh, formula, uh, but it helps get your focus back on me. And you guys were down here while me, Peter, James, and John were up there. And that's why you weren't able to do it. That's why you weren't able to do it. I'm just telling you today that you may have a question, God, why, Pastor Ray, how come I feel this way? How come this is happening in my family? Or you may have something going on in your marriage or your life and this and that. I'm telling you, that's just the enemy, the power of Satan is real. He is real. Whether it's a demon or not, it all comes from the fall. It's all on Satan. It's all on him. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. So whatever you're dealing with, if it's an illness... If it's a sickness, if it's a marital problem, it didn't come from God. It come from the evil one. Period. Whether it's a literal demon or not, it's from him. But the better news is that God's power is greater. I said God's power is greater. I said God's power is greater. And that demon began to act up because he knew that Jesus was on the scene. And I just think this world is going crazy because the church of Jesus Christ is getting ready to arise. But we got to unite and come together for our greatest hour yet. Our greatest hour yet is ahead of us. I'm telling you, it's there. We got to arise in faith, arise in unity. Come on, get out of this crowd. Forget what happened. Forget about what's going on, man. Focus back on Jesus. Focus back on Him. That's what matters. That's what matters. None of this stuff's going to matter in six months. What's going to matter is what I'm focused on in six months. Because what you're focused on six months is going to determine where you are. I'll just give you a heads up right now. I'm going to do another week-long prayer of fasting right in the middle of summer. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to tell you right now. We're living in the days where you can't wait a whole year before you see God. Amen. By the way, this isn't like, okay, I did the prayer and fasting for a week. It's time to come back down and get in this group. No, it ain't. This is just to kickstart you. Come on, somebody. Just to kickstart you. We got to come out of here. Man, 
Jesus. Yeah, I love Jesus. He's, he's cool. I'm religious. Whatever it is that you do, I mean, I'm not knocking that, but man, do you know him? Has he revealed your, himself to you more than my mama's Jesus, my grandma's Jesus? Have you been filled with the power of the Holy Spirit? You're going to need it. I don't know about that, Pastor Ray. It's always been for you Pentecostals. See, there you go putting us in this little box. I'm not Pentecostal. I'm just sold out on fire, Christ-centered, Bible-anchored, believing, follower of Jesus Christ. I'm just, just a person that believes the book. I believe it. That's it. I choose to believe the book. I don't know how it all works, but I believe it. I don't know how Jonah and the whale happened. I believe it. I don't know how Peter walked on water. I don't have to. I can't even figure out my iPhone. So why would I doubt that there is a God? We get so God's going to show me how he really made the planets and how this happened. We get so complicated. You're hanging around this group too much. You got to get in here. This is the year that River of Life gets into this. I want to get into this center circle. I want to get in the center. I want to be like John. Put my head on his chest. Woohoo! Man, you ain't felt nothing when you feel that. There ain't no high like the most high, I'm telling you. There ain't no high like the most high. Come on, lift your hands to him. And just begin to worship right now in your seat, right now at home. Come on, fix your focus. Fix your focus back on him. Come on, you need a miracle? He's the one that can do it. He's the one that can do it. salvation. I don't want to say just need, but you want to give your life to the Lord, you do it. If you need a healing, if you need a miracle, if you need someone in your family to be healed, you need a major, whatever it is you have in your life, we're going to all do it together. We're going to move right into that circle, into that center. Right now, how do you do it? It's a choice in your heart. It was a choice for Peter, James, and John to go up. They could have said, no, I don't want to go up there. I'm going to stay down here and do the church thing. We've got some families coming. 
they made a choice. So I'm going to go up there. It starts with a choice. And I want those of you that really want it to make that choice right now in your heart, in your mind, that this is going to be the year where I'm going to get into that inner circle. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, if that's you, just reach your hands up. If you're online, participate. Put your hands up. Father, we are responding to your word right now. We all have needs. We all have needs. But right now, nothing matters but you. We want to get into that inner circle. Forgive us. We throw aside every weight and every sin. Come on. Throw it aside. Say that right now out loud. I throw it aside. Holy Spirit, put it right on our hearts. What it is we need to get away. What's the distractions? What is it that's pulling us aside? Hallelujah. We put it to the side right now in Jesus' name. Come on, fix our focus back on you, Jesus. The author and the finisher of our faith. Ask him to come into your heart right now if you're not a follower of Christ. Ask him to fill you, whatever it is, just begin to commune with him right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Nothing else, nothing else, Lord. Father, I pray you reveal yourself in different ways, God, to us. A new level, we know there's a new devil. But God, we want to see a new side, God, of you. Lord, reveal yourself to me. Reveal yourself, oh God, I pray. Like never before. Like never before. Jesus. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Well, amen and amen. I pray that message was a blessing to you, that you received some sort of encouragement or word of instruction from the Lord. That's our prayer at River of Life, that every time you tune in, that God speaks directly to your heart. Well, this is Pastor Eddie again. Just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast and remind you that every Tuesday, a new message is uploaded. Also, if you want to watch one of our services, head over to our YouTube channel. It's River of Life Church, a church of his presence, his promises, and all people, and you can watch one of our services that way as well. So God bless you. I pray God's presence be with you uh, for the rest of the week. Amen.